Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, a digital marketing entrepreneur's podcast. I'm Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by creators, consultants, and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the show, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe in your podcast player so you don't miss new episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you're finished with this one. Welcome along again this week to our new Facebook group members. As always, don't forget to introduce yourself. And if you're new to the show, you'll want to join our Facebook group. Just head over to amplifyme.fm forward slash group and you'll be right in there. This week on the podcast, it's my pleasure to bring you the notorious Andrew Pickering and Peter Garland. Regular listeners will be very familiar with references to Atomic and Atomicon. Andrew and Pete are the founders of Atomic and the Atomicon Marketing Conference, which happens again next spring. And they also run the Atomic Marketing Community, as well as writing books, regular keynote speaking around the world, and running a hilariously insightful YouTube channel. So, welcome along, and let's meet Andrew and Pete. So this week, I'm delighted and slightly terrified to welcome Andrew and Pete to the podcast. Andrew and Pete, um, do you maybe want to introduce who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are Andrew and Pete, and we run the company Andrew and Pete, and we have a membership site called Atomic, and we love to help entrepreneurs like yourself listening to this podcast scale their business the smart way. And uh, we are based here in Newcastle in the northeast of the UK. And what, I think that's about it. What else did you want to uh, ask us? Uh, I just wanted to say you're, prob- you're probably right to be scared, Bob. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> I think where, where I'm going to introduce you, I think, is, and I've told you this myself, but I came across you on Twitter. I'm not somebody that generally hangs out on YouTube. And I saw your stuff bouncing around Twitter for a little while. And I just thought, who are these kids <laughs> talking about digital marketing and put, posting all these, frankly, stupid pictures? Uh, this probably went on for about a year of dismissal. And then I saw you were going to be on the stage at the Upreneur Summit. I thought, well, maybe I can go and get a meal or something at that time. Um, but then I saw you. And honestly, there's a few occasions in my life where I've had a rapid change of opinion. Um, I think a lot of people were sitting on this in, in the, the theater laughing. The um, what I could only describe it as a show, really. You weren't <laughs> giving a talk, you were make you were giving a show, and everyone was laughing away. And then there's a moment where they go, Hang on, did he just say that? That's probably the cleverest thing I've ever heard anybody say about marketing. I mean, oh, it went wow. on and on and on. <laughs> um, yeah. Bob, you have just made our day. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> like, because we're so young, uh, we're, we're only 29, just turned 29. I think a lot of people maybe do dismiss us straight away. Um, so we have to kind of prove ourselves a little bit. So I'm glad we, glad we managed to sway you and some of the rest of the people that are in the audience. I feel like if this, if this podcast is all about our story, I feel like that is quite a good thread to take through it, just <laughs> constantly having to prove ourselves because we've always been quite young in this industry but not letting that like be detrimental to our success Mm -hmm. and almost using it in a way 
So we've never, well, no, we did. At first, we tried to kind of hide behind the whole age thing. And when we first started, we were 21, just graduated um, university. We weren't really teaching marketing back then. It was more web design, branding, graphic design, um, that kind of thing. But we were in this sea of people that have been doing this a lot longer than us. So we did try to kind of blend in. We put on the suits. We went to the networking events. We tried to like appear older and just looked ridiculous because we were like 21 in oversized suits and ties. And then there came a point where it was like, you know what? We can use this to our advantage. Like we can be the one, like we can use this perceived disadvantage that we have. And we did feel like really self-conscious about it back in the day and actually use it to stand out. So like a lot of the fun stuff that you see online now, like in our videos and for our content and for our branding, a lot of that started out back in the day, like at networking events, where we would go to these networking events and we would just be the crazy two youngsters in the room, like causing a fuss and just cleaning up when it came to like getting business from these events because we were like booking the trend and doing something a little bit different. And I guess when I look at what you're doing now online, you've, you've taken ownership of that craziness very, very powerfully to the extent where it's absolutely part of your personal brands collectively between the two of you. And it stands out so strongly. But do you ever find that, I guess, I suppose, like with me, it gets in the way of that relationship? Or do you find that it's actually drawing attention and people spend time with your content because of it? I think it definitely puts people off. It definitely puts some people off. And sometimes that is a hard pill to swallow because we're all human and we everyone wants everyone to like you, right? But it's, it's almost a price that you've got to pay. So we, we always say, like, try to, if you try to please everyone, then you just end up pleasing no one. And I think for everyone that, that didn't get it, there is like 10 people who love it and are drawn to us because of that. And there's, and there's a Bob that we can always convince, hey, you know what, these guys are okay. <laughs> so Atomic, as you kind of highlighted, it wasn't your first business. And you hinted to that at Atomicon when you were speaking on stage the other day. For the listener, do you maybe want to just unpack that journey to get to where you are now? And we can discuss where you are now a little later on. Yeah, but sure. it is quite a humorous journey. Yeah, so um, we started off almost a little bit like anybody trying to do too much, trying to just say yes to everything, taking on everything and anything and undercharging ourselves and, and not really focusing, not having a specific niche or anything like that. And like Andrew said before, we were offering all kinds of things. We were doing websites, we were doing uh, branding, graphic design. We were offering a little bit of marketing advice here and there, and we were um, we were even selling T-shirts and trying to develop apps and things like that. And we didn't have particular like much success in any of those things until one day we had a bit of a reality check, and we were, we were told by our mentor like guys that if you keep on doing this, like you're not going to be where you want to be. And where we wanted to be was millionaires by the age of twenty-two. <laughs> we were far from that so this wasn't working out and and i think just sometimes sitting down and having a, a look at your business like from a 
fresh perspective looking at the numbers it can kind of make you realize like wait what like what am i doing here i'm spending i'm spending all my time distracted fapping on and doing all these different things but i'm not doing one thing particularly well and that was the realization we had so instead what we started to do was focus on marketing and we became kind of consultants or a little bit of an agency and we started doing that for a few years and that was okay just okay and we were doing a lot of networking events and things like that we weren't creating content at the time or good content anyway we're doing some blogs some email newsletters and a lot of our business came from networking and referrals which i presume a lot of people start out and a lot of our members say that they're in that position as well when they first start out so that that's where we were not making a lot of money a little bit all over the place uh not particularly niche and a little bit unfocused and not creating content so then then we had a few you know almost eye-opening moments and, and changes in our business and one of those was going to social media marketing world in 2015. Now we didn't have a lot of money and we scraped together like begged and borrowed and stealed, well maybe not stealed, every, every penny we could just to fly over there. And we were like there's no way we can afford this but we, we, we found a way. And we flew all the way to San Diego, it's the world's biggest social media marketing conference. And we were like, oh my God, what have we been doing? Like we've seen all these amazing businesses and they're, they're running these like multi-million pound companies and yet there's only like one person and they have a podcast and they have like three virtual assistants and that's it. And they make like multi-millions every year. And we were sat there thinking at the same time that person started their podcast, we started a networking event. <laughs> we have like 40 people come into our networking event and they have like a million people listening to their podcast every month like what the hell are we doing so that's when we started our youtube channel <laughs> um, that's when we started creating content and that really took off for us which is great started to get more in demand grow our audience grow our email list and i think this is the second pivotal point that people get to They've got the business, they may be creating some kind of content, but they're not growing all that fast or they want to uh, launch something more scalable. And that's exactly what we did. We launched Atomic way back when, and it kind of flopped a little bit, right? <laughs> because inevitably what happens is, if you are busy with, with, with clients and client work, and you think that launching an online course or a membership is a good idea. It is a good idea because now, like a few years later, like it's the best thing ever for us and our lifestyle. But at the time when we launched it, we didn't have a big enough audience to launch it. And we didn't have the time to promote it effectively. So when we launched, we, you know, we were expecting to get like 100 to 200 members in the first like few weeks and then grow to like 500 by the end of the month or a couple of months at max. What actually happened was we got about what, 10, 20 people yeah. sign up yeah. in the first month and that was it. 
Yeah. And it was like, damn. So now we had all of our client work to do. Plus we had our members to work after. We didn't, we didn't have to change a ton it because, well, it wasn't very alluring, clearly, clearly. And like, we've got to sell it better. So all of a sudden, like, we had to hustle really, really hard because we've got this thing that just doesn't work and it's draining all of our time. And we've got all this client work to do because we're not making any money from the membership. And I think this is a trap a lot of people go into. They'll make a course or a membership and they haven't actually got an audience to sell it to. And it kind of flops and it drains the time and then they're stuck. And they can't let it go because you know, they put all this effort into it and it's their baby. So they're kind of stuck then. And that's not a good place to be in. I don't want anyone to be in that position. So if you are going to launch a membership, make sure you've got like 100 people already pre-signed up to join that thing. Um, or you, you have some kind of an audience. So, so looking, back, looking back at that now, how would you have done that differently? So we would have grown our audience a lot more first. Mm -hmm. We would have tested it a lot more. So we did like a couple of posts saying, hey, would you like? this the sound of this and a few people said yes uh, we actually made people pre-register and mm -hmm. uh, we got maybe 80 people pre-register or something yeah um but then we didn't really what we're actually doing now is try and sell it before launching it and we wouldn't create any of the content before launching it either so um we would have waited to build our audience more and we would have made sure we've got those people to buy because the people that said they were interested and pre-registered, like they still haven't bought. Yeah. Another <laughs> thing is that we weren't charging enough for our one-to-one -one services. And we yes. see this is a big trap people fall into. They aren't charging enough for their one-to-one -one services. So they're not making as much money as they think they're going, as they think they should be making. And they think that the answer is to launch something scalable like a course or like a membership. But because they're not charging enough for the one-to-one -one services, they're spending all the time on these clients that aren't paying them enough, which means they don't have enough time to promote the actual membership, right? So, and we were in exactly that same place back in the day. So I think what we would do now is we would start putting up our prices. Like you need to put up your prices so you can make the same amount of money doing one-to-one -one stuff, but it takes you less time. And then with the extra time that you've got by putting your prices up, that's what you need to focus on actually growing that audience and actually promoting the scalable part of your business. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So what does Atomic look like now? Because I think before we came or on air, you were talking about lots of things that you'd recently stopped doing. Yeah. So walk me through that. So we are constantly refocusing and we always feel like we're focused and then like six months down the line, we'll refocus and then we'll feel even more focused. So we'll probably even feel more focused in six months time if we did this interview again. <laughs> but like, re like recently, well, not recently, maybe about five-ish months ago, we actually looked at all of our income streams and we had um, Atomic. We run an event called Atomicon. We um, had books. We were doing a ton of speaking all over the world. We, were, we still had some one-to-one -one coaching clients that we were working with. We were doing ambassador stuff. We were creating content for other brands. And we were looking at all of these different income streams. 
And I think that is generally the advice that you hear, like have all of these different income streams so people can buy at different parts. But if you're a small business, we were finding we had all these different income streams, which meant like our time was split amongst them all. So we actually sat down and we looked at them and we thought, okay, which has the most potential and which is actually detrimental to the success of every of the thing that has the most potential because mm-hmm. we're putting too much effort into it. So we actually looked and we, we know that Atomic, if we focused 100% of our efforts into like growing that and making the best community of online, of online entrepreneurs like in the world, then the best online community for entrepreneurs in the yes. world, I meant to say, um, then like that's, that's got the most potential. And yet we're spending like days out of the office every single month doing these speaking gigs. And yes, like we can, we've increased our speaking gig fees, but when you extrapolate over like the next five years, like even if we start getting paid like 20, 30 pay a gig for speaking gigs, which was kind of the path we were on, like it would it wouldn't even touch what Atomic could be if we focused our efforts on it. So we cut everything. We were gonna write another book this year, we decided to shelve that. We got rid of all of our coaching clients. We started saying no to speaking gigs. Like we've actively started turning speaking gigs down. Where the past two years we've kind of said yes to everyone that, that would pay us. Um, and we've put all of our focus into Atomic and we've even combined the event and the membership into just like one awesome thing mm-hmm. that we really truly believe in. Because we were looking at our event, because that was all about us as well, but you need to think about your customers. So we were looking at our event, we were looking at our membership, and we were thinking who actually has the best results? Like who are we actually helping the most? And we found like the people that do come to events, that do attend events, and the people that have like the online support and camaraderie over the year, are the ones that do the best. And we didn't want, a, we did Atomicon as almost a trial for the first time in March. That's the event. And we, and we were a tiny bit, it went well. It was like an amazing day. Our frustration was like a lot of the people that were coming there were just getting inspired for the one day. And, and we knew that, that wasn't like enough. So we've made Atomicon for our members. So Atomicon is now for our members. It's a place where all the members are going to come. We're going to meet up in person. We're going to like make those relationships that last a lifetime, get inspired, but then have the support, have the community that's going to last you to grow the business. Yes. So basically like now all of our time is free so that we can grow Atomic much quicker. And we have like, it's grown exponentially quicker since we've stopped all these other things. And that's an incredibly, I don't know, not like brave almost decision to make. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, can, could you actually just fire your clients right now <laughs> to focus on your one, like a scalable model? Like, does that seem possible to you? Probably not. Like, that seems like a big step. Like, why would we do that? Why would we just cut off all these income streams? But actually, it's helped us make way more money even in just like the last few months than we ever would have made with all of these income streams because our time is only finite and we can't put effort into all these different things. So that's something I would definitely think about for people. Um, if you've got a thousand different offerings, like which one has the most potential? Which one is the best? Even with different services, like we you know people that are like marketing consultants and they'll have like 
10 different services. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, which one do you pick? Who knows? It's confusing. Is that easy to recommend? No. Is it easy to sell? No, because you've got 10 things to sell. So it's hard. So what has the biggest potential? And can you stop doing all the things that are, quite frankly, a distraction? You think you need to do them, but actually you don't. Yeah, we've worked with a ton of marketing consultants on Atomic. And the ones that do the best are the ones that stop offering everything and almost package up their services. They'll, they'll give it a name. It's like, okay, you want to work with me? You need to buy into like the X program. Cool name. It's a cool yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> and this is exactly what you get. And this is exactly the type of people that it's for. And this is exactly the results that we guarantee. And we're going to get you from X to um, Y. And as soon as you can start packaging up that stuff and not just saying, yeah, I'm a marketing consultant. You can book me for consultancy and anyone can book me. Like that's when you'll start actually getting people interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes so much sense. And a lot of it is instinctively quite scary. But what I really like about watching your journey is where everybody else goes, you go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it's just so nice to watch. Um, and, then, and then everyone else follows us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to stay on top. And yeah. I think for us, we don't want to get bored ourselves. Like as soon as we get, as soon as we feel like that, ugh, I really don't want to do this today, then we'll change it up. We'll change up something. Because mm. we, because also like, it's not just your own boredom, which is obviously bad. You don't want to be bored. I do think like by us constantly being excited by like what we're doing, it's infectious. And I think that's why people want to buy into us and want to, want to join Atomic to kind of feel that infectiousness. I th well, I don't think that's the only reason. I think that's yeah. a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, we don't want our members to get bored either. No, like, having a business should be, like, fun. Like, you should enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying running your business right now, it just seems like a stress if you are just busy all the damn time. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to make a change, like, right now. Yeah. Because it's not going to change. And that's what, that's what we've seen in a lot of our, our members, right? They, they think that if they just hustle harder, it's all going to work out one day. Like, it's not. You yeah. need to make some big, tough decisions. And what we see is, like, you've, you've all heard that quote, haven't you? 80% like of uh, purchasing decisions is based on emotion and 20% logic. Well, we think business owners make their business decisions based on that same percentage. 80% emotion, only 20% logic. Should I outsource? Well, I feel like I can't afford it right now, so I will not outsource. Should I raise my prices? I feel like my customers won't pay that extra higher price, so I'm not going to do it. And all these things keep on happening. I don't feel like firing my clients. That's not... That doesn't make sense to me emotionally. But if you were to look at your um, figures, it might show in favor of either way. I'm not saying you should fight your clients yet. But if you want to launch that scalable model, having clients could be getting in the way from growing it. Yeah. And, and that's the first thing we actually teach when, when people join Atomic. We teach you how to make those logical decisions and actually stop. So like, I, I urge you now, if you're, if you're listening to this, like think about what you're actually doing that might not be growing your business. And like, what can you actually stop doing? 
I think there's a ton of stuff that we can all cut out of our business and just cut out of <laughs> our lives that are just a big time stuff that we're doing for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Like digital marketers as well, they love posting on every single platform. Like the talk that you saw Bob was do was all about the 90-10 rule. Yeah. And it's all about how to actually focus on doing one thing really well, one piece of content really well. And like stop worrying about being on Twitter and being on Instagram and being on LinkedIn and like doing all this stuff that marketers tell you that you need to be on. Because like if you're doing if you're doing anything averagely, it's not going to get you the results that you want. I'd rather do less stuff, but do them really well. Yeah, and, and that's the same with your business, like same with the content, same with the business. The people that have the best results do less, more focused work, and they get better results from it. They make more money from it. Uh, they build their audience quicker. And what the, the major problem we see is people are making these emotional decisions. And you know, they're seeing all these other marketers you know, saying, oh, you need to be omnipresent. You need to be on all the platforms and you need to have these services. You need to have a higher end coaching package. You need a lower end coaching package. You need a membership You need speaking gigs, you need a podcast. And people are doing all these things and they're spread out too thin. And and that like that's like Andrew said, that's the main difference between our membership site and others. Like you join the one membership site and it tells you to do stuff. Our membership site, the very first thing we tell you to do is to do less stuff so that you've got more time instantly. We want everybody to have more time because there's nothing worse than making business decisions when you feel rushed or overworked or tired or frustrated. They, they often lead to the worst decisions. Yeah. No, oh, that's such good advice. I think one thing that I also took away from Atomicon, and I mentioned to you, Peter, earlier on, was how you described an atomic business. And yeah. obviously, you're not targeting every business in the planet. You have a very specific market that you want to serve, and that is what you describe as an atomic business. Do you want to maybe unpack that for me? Yeah, exactly. So um, we see an atomic business as one that is small and mighty, right? So a small business owner, maybe it's a one-man band or someone with a small team around them. We see them as, yes, small and micro business, you could say, but we feel like that's almost condescending. Like no one wants to be called small. And I don't think they are small. They've got huge potential. And that's why we call them atomic because yes, small, but also huge potential. So an atomic business to us is one that can grow the smart way. So the difference between a, a traditional business or a small business owner is they maybe want to like take on staff or get investment or uh, just grow in the terms fancy of offices. fancy offices and teams. An atomic business will grow without having to do any more work. So for example, there's three ways to grow as an atomic business. You can either, well, very simply, just get paid more for what you did. If you are happy doing what you do and you don't want to expand, you should still start to raise your prices and get paid more for it. Like we know speakers that get paid 20 to 50 grand a month, uh, per gig, sorry. And they make like millions each year because they just get paid very well for what they do. The other way to grow is to grow your uh, virtual team. So for example, we have about seven or eight people that work with us every single week. And we've got like a, more people um, like outside of that, but every single week we've got a huge team of people that do stuff for us. 
and that allows us to take less time, like, um, allows us to put more time into growing a topic, um, and less time doing all the stuff we don't really want to do. So, I don't need team, to be doing. Don't need to be doing. If you do the same thing twice, then you can probably outsource it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who said General that. General rule of thumb. Someone said that to us once. Smart person. I should have just kept that one. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. 2019. Yeah. I really, I really, for me, honestly, some, sometimes it's the smallest things that you take away. But that description of an atomic business for me was very powerful because, yeah. as you said, nobody wants to be called a small business. Yes. Everybody yeah. assumes small business means small revenue and small profits. But as yeah. you described from your experience at social media marketing world, that doesn't have to be the case. No. Um, so, like the third way is that just before we move on, uh, is to launch some kind of scalable uh, offering. So, you know, whether that is a, an online course or a membership uh, or get an affiliate income or even um, one of our members uh, recently has this amazingly scalable model. And they get paid, they're a Facebook advertising expert, and they get paid uh, per, they get paid as percentage of the ad spend that their client gives them. And he's just been able to, in, in the first two months of joining Atomic, he's added an extra $20,000 a month to his monthly regular income, which could expand to up to about 60 grand in the next few months. Like, that is amazing. He's not doing any more work, but it's a really scalable offering that he's got. Yeah. So anyone listening, like, you can launch something more scalable. Especially in this industry. Yes. Especially in this industry. And I, th I think we're so well attuned through sort of, obviously not the two of you, you're just kids. <laughs> growing up through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s of uh, you need to build to sell and everybody wants to grow bigger and more turnover. Turnover is, is very much a vanity figure, but people often live in vanity. Yeah, we, we believe that it's, it's about more more profit per person yeah so you know you might be the head of like a really big company stressed out all the time and and you might make a really good salary but it's limited it's capped mm -hmm. and you, the amount of time you have to spend in that is often limited and, and fixed whereas you know if you have that if you're on business it's about making more money per person you can make way more money but it's all yours yes. you can make less money than that company but it's all yours yeah you can keep costs really low and yeah i think you're right bob a lot of it is built up on vanity metrics even when it comes to like social media following numbers in this industry mm -hmm. like when you look to see like all the guys that got started when like twitter was a new thing and you all have like hundreds and thousands of followers you do not need that many followers to make money you need like customers not followers <laughs> and like you can get customers quite easily yeah. without having like two hundred thousand followers on instagram for example right we did this as a test uh recently okay we spent um about 300 quid on facebook ads and we got about 300 um leads from that okay now you could spend 50 quid and get 50 leads all right um, if you're going to pages convert and all that stuff, but 
let's say, for example, 50 people on your email list. It's cost you 50 pounds. Everyone could afford 50 pounds. We then did a personal reach out to those people, right? Just, we got on the phone with about 10 of them and we could sell to 10 of those people. We got them to join Atomic, right? Or we could get them to join our consultancy. And that, happen, that happens in like a week, mm -hmm. right? You probably already have an email list. You don't need thousands more people on your email list. You need to be able to sell better to the people already on your email list. Oftentimes, if you don't have an email list, you can spend 50 quid. How many customers do you actually need? If you're, if you're like an agency, uh, a sort of like one-man band agency, social media management, let's say, and you have a 600 pound retainer package, how many of those do you actually need? Like, you yeah. could call five people up this week mm -hmm. and have five new clients next week. Yeah. Or even if, if, if not, you could have one person next week. Yeah. Like, I do think there is a, a, a skill up there where marketers are really good at marketing. They're really good at like tech and they, they know exactly what buttons to press on social and all that. Lucky, but I think the best, the people that do the best, I've noticed, are the ones that, that know how to sell or, or aren't afraid of selling or don't think selling is bad. Like, another thing that really grinds out gears is when we read like marketing blogs where they'll say things like, social media is for serving, not selling. And like, we build our audiences by giving value. Like, we need to give, give, give value, which is all like true. However, if we're just giving value and if we're just being helpful and not selling and trying to be like proactive in generating sales from our audience, then we're going to be really stuck. <laughs> and like we have our quietest months when we take the gas off, we take our foot off the, off the sales gas. Yeah. And as soon as we like try to sell, we make more money. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes, it, again, it comes down to that confidence thing or emotion thing mm -hmm. um like how many people here would like to pick up the phone and just call someone right now and sell to them like no one it sounds sleazy it sounds pushy it sounds scary what if they say no what if they laugh at you what if they hang up on you what if you tell other people about you and all of a sudden you're kind of hiding away from it and you're not selling and that's very easy to do uh -huh. um, but there's ways to build your confidence grow your confidence and actually be excited about what you sell and, and you know if you're enthusiastic about what you sell and what and what you can do for people it doesn't become selling like people like that's infectious and people want to buy from you and they want to learn more and you are serving them by selling them yeah i think selling when you're doing it properly is actually quite enjoyable but it's that yeah. crossing the threshold into deciding you're going to do it and as you described there's always a hundred other things that are apparently more important. So with Atomic, now you have Atomic on and you have Atomic memberships. Who is Atomic for? Yeah, so Atomic is for um, small micro companies, as it were. <laughs> I like to call them Atomic businesses. <laughs> so if you run a service-based business, maybe it's B2B, maybe it's not. Um, they are perfect, absolutely perfect. If you have some kind of products as well, they're also great. Um, I think our sweet spot is probably uh, service-based companies, uh, one, one person, uh, up to like 10 people. And you really want to grow your business. Like you're actually ambitious and you're feeling a little bit stuck. Maybe you've 
you probably thought about launching an online course or a more scalable model, uh, but you're not quite sure how to do it, or you've already done it and it's flat. Uh, you want to grow your audience, but it's not growing fast enough as you'd like. Uh, these are the types of people that we that we can really, really help. And from my own perspective, there are only three people in the digital marketing space who get my money, and you're two of them. <laughs> what two of them? Who's the third? We need to like, do something about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wholeheartedly endorse Atomic and Atomicon in particular. It was great fun. Oh, really thank you so much, Bob. Thank, thank you. If people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? Okay, um, we create videos on YouTube every single Tuesday. So if you want to decide if you like us or if you don't like us, like Bob didn't like us in the beginning, <laughs> go to andrewandpete.tv and check us out on there. Our website, andrewandpete.com has links to everything and links to check out the conference, which is happening next April, and Atomic membership. If you do have any questions about joining or anything, then just drop us a message. We are really responsive on anything. Or if you've got any questions about what we've talked about in this podcast, just drop us an email. And the email address is on the website or a message on social. and We will respond. I'll probably get Pete to do it. <laughs> and i have to say yes atomic is great fun but and it, it's easy to get distracted by that but some of the advice that i've had has been some of the most impactful on my business so thank you very much for that oh, uh, thank you. thanks bob we're gonna get this down as a testimonial somewhere now yeah i think bob wants to be on our sales page he does <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> thanks very much for coming on the show guys I can't wait to hopefully have you get back again sometime thanks so much Bob thanks for listening guys thank you everybody for listening thank you so much Bob I love the concept of the atomic business it sums up a business model I've fallen in love with and I have these guys at least in part to thank for that Andrew and Pete are two of the most inspiring people I know they're smart funny modest as well as ambitious, and they're not scared to talk about it. We all need to channel a little more Andrew and Pete, so I really do recommend you check out Atomic, and if you're in the UK next spring, don't miss Atomicon. I'll see you there. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe, and if you haven't already, join our Facebook group. You can find a link in the notes, or just search Amplify Insiders on Facebook, or just head to amplifyme.fm forward slash group. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me, and it's the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Andrew and Pete for joining us this week, and to you for listening. See you next week.